4: You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show.
5: Welcome to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert. Happy birthday, Trent. I don't think you realize this is the 52nd show we've ever done. Hey. From the Cheap Seats. Awesome. So happy birthday. Bully for us. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 Were you here for the very first couple? I can't even remember. I think I came in in like week three. Week three? Yeah. All right. So we got a couple weeks before we need to bring you a cake. All yes. Right. And Ricky, you got about 47 more to go. <laughs> but I, I guess in that context, you're younger than us. So I'm sure you'll embrace that. I will. All right, no, no, Brandon Atkins today. I'm Chris Lambert, Professor Trent Nichols, Robert Bricky. Brandon is uh, in the trainings, the trainer's room, getting a cortisone shot in his face. I think is Ooh. was going. I don't know what's going on. He didn't <laughs> sound well injury. when he talked I'll to me this morning. Injury. So uh, we'll see if we can if we can get an injury update at some point and uh, see what's going on. But it's a big, big, big college basketball show today. Um, we're going to talk about the Cleveland Browns at some point. Um, they it never cease to amaze me. <laughs> never cease to amaze me. I don't know in what alternate universe a team can invest a second-round pick in a quarterback and trade him for a third-rounder the next year and walk out thinking they've accomplished something. That's <laughs> kind of amazing to me. But we need to start off with the ACC tournament. Um, UVA walks out of that, I think, you know, it was chalk pretty much. Mm-hmm. But uh, UVA, I think, is indisputably right now the best team in the country. But I don't know if I've ever been less excited about the best team in the country's chance to win a national championship going into the tournament. This is a squad. This is the best Virginia team we've seen in a long time. Yeah. I think that's fair to say from a talent standpoint, this team can actually score a little bit. But in this day and age of college basketball where you're talking about long athletes that can do a lot of things, I don't know that anybody's shaking in their boots about playing UVA. Bricky,
6: talk to me. I agree. One thing that amazes me is that they never have the top McDonald's All-Americans. They never have big names. But yet still every year – they are right there when it comes to top five, top ten programs in the country. But I think you're right. When you when they run up against length and athleticism and maybe even a streaky team like Kentucky, they can be beat.
5: Well, I've been telling folks for months if Kentucky gets hot, they can win a national championship. That's the longest, most athletic team in the country. They just haven't done it. right? And you know we've seen them look as good as anybody can look and then they drop games they shouldn't drop they're going to ruin people's brackets across the country right is um is there a billion dollar bracket challenge again this year
0: yeah i think warren buffett does it every year
5: all right so i want i want to know here's here's what we're going to do each of us is going to present our bracket as we go through this today but we also, unbeknownst to you, Trent, because you came in late, you know that your job's on the line, right? Yeah. I,
0: okay. I, was, I was suspended last week or fired, but you rehired me to fire me again this we week. Can't find,
5: we just can't find an <laughs> adequate replacement. We can't. We can, we've tried to hire Bricky full-time, but he's like, I got far more important things to do than hang out with you guys every anyway. <laughs> What I have done is started and will complete as we go a coin flip bracket. Hmm. And uh, half the bracket's done, and all I'm going to say is that it's a bit of a surprise pick, a dark horse, <laughs> if you will, for the national championship. So we'll see what's going on. But as we as we roll through this, um, UVA, how far do you have these guys getting,
6: Brick? I've got them getting to get into the Elite Eight, but losing to Cincinnati. Okay, so you think where do you where are you at with Kentucky? I've are got they Kentucky gonna, are losing to UVA in the Sweet six, 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 Sixteen. I don't believe they're consistent enough, and their lack of perimeter shooting bothers me. Okay, I've got
5: Kentucky beating them to get to the Elite Eight, and I based actually, on what? Based on the fact that if Kentucky puts up as many points as there's, they're capable of they're going to put a lot of pressure on that UVA offense. Right, Kentucky's going to find their points because the best system in the world is not going to shut down that type of athleticism. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if Kentucky gets locked up and can't operate because where Kentucky's problem is is they don't have anybody – they don't have any true point guard. They don't have a true shooting guard. They don't have a true center. They have a bunch of of 6'8 to 6'10 swingmen basically – And they go seven deep. The starting five, you could really interchange any one of those parts. Kevin Knox is a nice player. They've got so much talent, so much length. I think Kentucky can get past UVA. So I've got Kentucky into the Elite Eight and then actually Kentucky into the Final Four. Now coming out of the other side of that bracket, I've got you uh, – Cincinnati, I agree with you. Mick Cronin, one of the better coaches in the country. Uh, not a great recruiter, but when he gets those guys into his program, they're going to play tough. Um, they're going to play hard-nosed basketball, and they're not going to beat themselves. But I really I, – I almost feel compelled because I've talked up Kentucky so much over the last couple of months that I have to ride that horse. Right. So I've got Kentucky through to the Final Four. Um, the only the only real upset I see in there I've got right state over Tennessee based only on the fact that somebody's got to get upset great um so that's where I'm at with that what are you what are you looking at
6: I've got an eight nine which is really not an upset but I've got K State over Creighton okay that's the only one in that bracket
5: all right I took Creighton but Creighton case K State that's you know that's one of those eight nine games who knows yeah um, now, I will say this, and, and you talked a month or so ago about Mo Bamba. Watch out for Texas in this bracket.
6: I've got Texas over Nevada in that bracket as well.
5: I'm taking Texas, and that would probably be my one seven I'm most confident with yeah. in terms of an upset. But I wouldn't be shocked to see Texas find their way into the Sweet 16 at all. I wouldn't either. Do. Texas and and Shaka Smart, he's got something working down there. The magic is finally starting to materialize. So look out for Texas in that bracket. And Miami is no slouch. Miami's a long team. Jim Laranega, we talk about you know how well respected he is as a basketball coach. He sort of builds his team. One Miami team from year to year looks exactly like right. the other. He's he's one that he has a certain profile of athlete that he wants to bring in and he just sort of rolls them through the system. I've got Miami into the Sweet 16. So my Sweet 16 I got UVA, Kentucky, Miami, Cincinnati with Kentucky ultimately coming over top of Cincinnati into the Final 4. Trent, what you, what you working on?
0: Well, I think I agree with you guys. I think that Texas is my big upset and probably my well, my only upset in that I think, I disagree with you, I think Tennessee is actually going to knock off Cincinnati to get to the Elite Eight. Oh, wow. I have Kentucky losing to the team that if they win the national title, they will give it back soon, Arizona.
5: (laughs) I like that. (laughs) You know the NCAA is is praying. That they lose early. Please (laughs) go out in the first week. First round loss. Please, please, please. Now, for what it's worth for you guys, the coin flip bracket has UVA coming out of this into the final four, which well, is kind of odd. I felt there for a while like I had a, a two-headed coin. However.
4: Um, so it wasn't Buffalo. No. The coin flip didn't go.
5: No. Darn. But UVA, according to our coin flip bracket, will come out of this bracket over right State. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> and will make it into the Elite Eight. So there you go.
0: Why well, have uh, Virginia coming out here to the final
5: four? All right. Any thoughts about UVA that you want to add? Well,
0: I've been a big fan all along. I thought that they would probably come in second in the ACC to Duke. Um, I love their style of play. Nobody else does. I don't know if that was growing up a Butler fan, but their defense first. And I think Tony Bennett's got them going. And uh, this could
5: be their year. Let's assume for a second that UVA finds a way to win a national championship this year. The only team in the last 10 years that I can think of that played the same type system is Wisconsin, who lost in a national championship game. If UVA manages to win a national championship, how strong is the message to the rest of the NCA that, hey, this one-and-done thing may not be the way to go? Is, anybody, is that going to be a ripple on anybody's radar, or are we just going to continue to see the same old, same
6: old? I think it might have a small effect, but I think it plays into a, another scenario with the mid majors. You look at those teams keep guys for four and five years. They get stronger. They know the system. Uh, they're tough. They're grown men when they're 21, 22, playing against highly ranked 18, 19 year olds. So UVA's kind of got that the same model where they're going to. I think they've had one kid leave early in the last three years. They keep their kids. They develop them over the course of four years. They contribute. They get stronger. They get better. So I think that's the model that's going to evolve over the one and done.
5: Do you think it is, though? I mean, because we we could have said this in any of the last couple of years – you know, especially the farther Kentucky gets away from a national championship. What's it going to look like five years from now? What's your prediction in terms of the major conferences? Are we still going to continue to see the one and duns be, you know, the focal point? Or are we going to see some of these, these, you know, blue-blooded programs really roll it back and look more like what UNC does, where they kind of reset and they try to get these guys that they can keep in the program? So I guess what the the question is, is is the, the model for success that teams are employing going to look more like UNC or more like Duke?
6: I think to a small degree, but I think the issue, the issue is the NBA is going to step in and they're going to remove a lot of those one and done kids with some kind of developmental league. That's going to be the major point. And then... All of these programs are going to start look like UVA and some of the better mid-major programs because you've got kids that are going to stay in school longer.
5: Gotcha. All
6: right, moving down to the West. The West,
5: UNC got the two-seed out there. And I think going into this, you know, three weeks ago, the idea of UNC being a two-seed was probably a little crazy. They played well down the stretch, had some big Ws, and I think on – Sunday morning before the selection show, the consensus was, yeah, UNC's a two. In my eyes, UNC not only got a two, I think they got the best of the regions for a two. Um, you've got Xavier out there as a one, and that's the only one of the number one seeds I have a, I have heartache with. Uh, the Big East producing two number ones, I'm not buying it. Right. You know, you look at Xavier's, Xavier's uh, body of work. And, you know, they beat Villanova and did damage in a Big East that's just not that good. Mm -hmm. Their RPI, they were about 12th in the country. The question is whether or not they're in a bracket that's strong enough that can make them pay for that. Because on paper, and of course this all goes out the window, I think that that West region is best set up to get a one and a two into the Elite Eight. We'll continue our coverage here in just a minute. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats on WDCC and WBLZ.
0: Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give
1: the gift of time. We need passion. We need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose.
0: Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit
4: JimmyV.org. Welcome back to
7: From the Cheap
5: All right, welcome back from the cheap seats. We're joined now by Diamond Dave Kaplan. Welcome aboard. Professor Trent hadn't been fired yet, and Robert Bricky's here. <laughs> We're giving you our projections for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. You've, been, you've had a bracket jammed in your face there. So I'll be interested to see what you come up with. Yeah. Cap. Hey, but,
2: first of all, yes. I'm sitting in Brandon's seat. He's sick again, right? He's we, we starting to worry game. about his oh, constitution a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think we need to load them up with vitamin C and vitamin D. But I'm going to sabotage this performance so I don't nice. get this seat permanently. Nice. You <laughs> <think>? <laughs> well, here's because Rainer's one of you, my though. favorite people, so is, I don't want to steal his comfy seat. These have cushions on them over there. They're very nice. Here. All I'm yeah. going to
5: say is that if I was his insurance agent, I might be a little concerned. Make <laughs> yeah. sure his premiums are
6: paid. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: So what I've got... Coming out of the South, just to recap, I've got UVA, Brick's got Cincinnati, Trent's got... You have Kentucky coming out of the South, don't you? Do what? You said yeah, you had Kentucky. Kentucky. What did I just... What just? You just said you Virginia.
0: had Virginia. I have Virginia.
5: I'm looking at the coin flip bracket. Oh, My bad. Yeah, yeah. I... yeah. I have... Con- See, this is how this is going to go today. This is going to be bad. I have Kentucky. Bricky has Cincinnati.
4: Virginia, baby,
0: Cavaliers. Virginia
5: and our corn flip, our coin flip bracket. I got to keep these separated here. Has UVA coming out of the coming out of the south? I I'm, I'm
2: going to go with the coin flip bracket. However, if Tennessee can get by Loyola, uh Chicago, whatever, that's a good team. I watched them play. Wait a minute, and I think, think they're going to beat Miami. So you, oh, here we go. And I like Miami, but I think they're going to beat Miami. Dave, I'm uh, glad you showed up. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and I think that they could beat Tennessee, and and you know eventually that team dwindles down once you get into the Sweet 16. But uh, uh, I would love to see a Tennessee Virginia matchup. I think that'd be a good matchup.
0: That's that's what I have going into the Final Four: Tennessee versus Virginia. Ricky Barnes bringing Tennessee Barnes to the elite eight. Has done
6: a good job. Yep. Of resurrecting that program. And he's the most yep. hated
0: man in North Carolina. But <laughs> yeah, he's that's right. He's yeah. got it going on.
2: Well, and there's some symmetry there if he can play Texas uh, to get into uh, that Elite Eight game.
5: Well, you know, Rick Barnes at it Texas. It would be nice,
2: wouldn't it? What's that?
0: It would be nice if Tennessee uh, beat Texas. Nice for whom? Rick Barnes. Why? Because it's <laughs> his What his did he squad. accomplish in Texas? He had Kevin Durant. <laughs>
5: that's, that's his claim to fame.
0: <laughs> Who cares? It's
3: good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's a Rick,
5: story for remember? the media. Do you remember Tom Penders when he was the coach at at Texas and was the hottest coach in the country?
6: Yes. Yeah,
5: Tom. I played high school ball with uh, Tom Penders Jr., Tommy Jr. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's funny how things work because Tommy came to – when Tom Penders Sr. took the gig at Texas, Tommy had been the player of the year in the state of Rhode Island the year before as a junior and came to Austin, Texas – To finish up and play his senior year and wasn't one of the best 10 players in the city. The city, yeah, the state. The oh, city. come on! No, 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 state. No, 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 no. Seriously, and Tommy Junior was a nice guy. I knew him, but no, he wasn't one of the best ten players in the city of right. Austin, Texas. After having been the state player of the year the year before in Rhode Island, just kind of context. Well, isn't for Austin out there.
0: bigger than Rhode Island, anyways? Yes.
5: <laughs> but I mean, it's just context. And we were talking about it earlier before anybody else showed up because you know we were in here alone in the dark, but context because every rural high school, every rural district has a guy out there that's putting up 40 right. a night and everybody locally is like, "Wow, this is our guy." And somebody has to get those points in a lot of cases. And when you see legitimate Division 1 talent, it's just a different level. Right. So, anyway, didn't mean to bash Tommy Tommy Jr., I wonder what he's doing these days. I don't know. Anything as cool as this? Mm-mm. Probably not. No. All right, in the West, Michigan has become everybody's darling. <sighs> don't jump on the bandwagon. Come on. Here's what I'll tell everybody out there listening. You're not going to outsmart anybody by taking Michigan to come out of this bracket because that's the sexy thing to do right now. Anybody want to make a case for Michigan as a Final Four team?
6: No. <laughs> <You got>, I've <laughs> I mean, got nothing. I so, but, but here's the deal.
4: Bracket, but.
0: Xavier, like you were saying, that's the, the one team that I don't have faith in as a one seed. Probably the second team that I don't have faith as a one seed. I've got
4: Ohio State beating Xavier. Well, so do I. Only because OH OH and then O-H. get this <laughs> but Brandon
0: Atkins got his championship uh jacket on.
5: Yes, he does.
0: I've got Providence taking down the tar heels because I have zero faith in wow. the lackluster tar heels. Wow. I've got Ohio State going to the final four after beating Providence in the Elite Eight. You heard it here first.
5: Your job is secure. <laughs> I've got Ohio State coming through that bracket. When I look at that bracket, I'm a lot more impressed with the top half of the West than I am the bottom. Um, Xavier, they've got to get past Ohio State up there. Gonzaga, I think, is a real question mark this year because their conference schedule wasn't nearly as challenging as it has been in the past. St. Mary's over the last few years has been a really strong ball club. This year, not so much.
0: See, and I think that's it. Whoever wins, to me, it's the Ohio State versus Gonzaga. Whoever wins that match will come out of the West. But I believe in Ohio State.
5: Okay, well, I've got Ohio State beating UNC in the Elite Eight with Ohio State going to the Final Four. Um, Houston, I like Houston too, though. So be careful. I'm going to go ahead and I'm pulling – I'm just because I have to have an 11-6 somewhere – I'm going to take San Diego State, but I'm not really feeling good about it because I like what Houston does. Uh, And I think Michigan will win a couple of games. But in the end, I've got Ohio State over UNC to get to the Final Four. Brick, where are you at with that?
6: I didn't pick Houston, but I wouldn't be surprised if they could win two games in that bracket. Kelvin Sampson is an exceptional coach. I watched him play once or twice. They're tough. They could. I didn't pick them, but they could be a surprise. I've got Xavier over Michigan to go to the final four. See,
5: there you are on that Michigan bandwagon. I told you. I should have told you before you filled your bracket out.
6: No, I'll tell you why. Go ahead. When I was coaching, I had to do the scouting report on Michigan. It was the hardest scout by far I've ever had to do. They run this real – it's not complex – but there's no signals, there's no calls, so it's all based on movement, and they've always got great pieces to fill those roles. So, yeah,
0: but when you were scouting, that's Chris Webber and Rose, buddy. No, this no, is no, not this that was,
6: team. <laughs> this was <laughs> no. this was beeline at West Virginia, oh. not at Michigan. Oh, I'm sorry. So, and he still runs a similar offense, but they are good, and they're solid. Like you say, there's nothing. Shiny about them; they're not spectacular, but they're solid, and they don't beat themselves.
5: Well, maybe maybe that's part of it because B-Line has had postseason success for the last few years with mm-hmm. teams that you, you really didn't see it coming, and maybe you just hit on it. Maybe it's the fact that they're hard to prepare for, um, because you've got to learn their keys the way they do them, and that's not really going to happen over the course of a couple of days. So that's very interesting. Uh, our coin flip bracket. Has Michigan over Xavier into the Final Four? Wow! Yeah, yeah. Coins doing its own Just thing. Stole it right out of Robert's and, and pocket. And I do have to say that <laughs> the South and the West half of this bracket, the coins not I looking mean, it, bad. It looks pretty legitimate. It does. Wait till we get to the East and the Midwest because it's a okay. completely different angle.
6: <laughs> the coin really kind of lost well, its it. mind. We need to get somebody to do one based on uniforms. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm trying
5: to get. I'm trying to get somebody in, and if okay. we can't, I'm, I'm going to okay, have Anna do double duty, and we will. We will definitely do one on uniforms or mascots or favorite places I've been. Right. Um. But yes, we we do need that sort of opinion into a bracket for sure. This coin flip bracket, though, I am going to play. 25 bucks in the Kiwanis the bracket flip, yep. challenge with this. Are you going to turn it into Charleston Warren Buffett winning?
2: You you spoiled it. <laughs> ah, that's all. Right.
5: <laughs> yes, I'll go ahead and tell you that the coin flip bracket that I'm going to play with Kiwanis. and I'm hey, going to play a legit you, bracket as you're well. You're a military guy. Don't do yes. it. Yes, don't confirm Was it. Is it
2: B L F? Is that how, B-L-U-F or something like that? That's what it is. Bottom B- line up
5: front. Bottom
2: line up front.
5: Charleston, say, yeah. But Brandon will tell you that I say that probably three or four times a day. Bottom line up front. So, yes, bottom line up front on the coin flip bracket is they have Charleston. Oh. Right. Beating Stephen F. Austin to get into the championship game, and Charleston beats Virginia. <laughs> I am going to drop 25 bucks on this bracket. And we'll see how it works out. I'm also going to play my own bracket. And if you want to play, we're going to put these blank brackets down at Libations. You can email them back to us at CheapSeatRadio at gmail.com. Or you can meet us down there on Wednesday night. We will be hosting trivia. Uh, Got to do some Final Four trivia. So there's one teased category. Maybe I'll tease one later. But at 6 o'clock at Libations in downtown Sanford, we'll be doing trivia. There'll be at least one NCAA uh, basketball category, talking about the Final Four. Um, You can also enter there, and I will process that and get get you paid and get you entered and all the rest of that. So we're working with Kiwanis on this. It's a 50-50 situation. The the top two teams are going to walk out with cash prizes.
2: Top two. The Um, rest of the money goes to... It goes to uh, different educational programs, but mainly the terrific kids program in uh, the Lee County School System, as well as BUG program, which is Bring Up Grade program. Uh, but, but, yeah, wonderful calls. Uh, certainly want to help our kids out. By the way, kids are getting out early today because it's raining and 37 degrees outside. God bless We've got to the south, baby. We gotta let them south, out, at noon. Let them out at noon.
4: God bless the south. It's
2: snowing in 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 uh, north of Greensboro, so we're gonna let our kids out here in Sanford. God All right. So what south. we're
5: gonna do on the other side of the break, we're gonna we're gonna hold the suspense a little bit. We're gonna move. We're gonna do a little bit of golf. We're gonna talk a little bit of football, and we will revisit and talk about the East and the Midwest. And Mister Brandon Atkins has. Entered the building. Dude,
4: Check.
0: Does he he have a Kaplan on? talks about stealing his chair. I and a, literally, that, that's all three you minutes do. later, yes. Brandon
4: shows up and is like, what? I heard the tires squealing in the parking lot. we we'll see you on the
5: other day. side. Like, check us on social media at Cheap Seat Radio.
7: You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.
5: Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow right where you live. That it would be 6.5 in magnitude with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart. You'd no doubt talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow. But what if it does? Shouldn't you have a plan? Go to ready.gov communicate
2: and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait, communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. When it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Ga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby.
7: You're the boss of me.
2: I am the boss of you. Are not. M2. Are not. M2. Ugh! Need a little help?
4: Aren't you going to do any work?
2: I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan.
4: We can
7: share.
2: You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org,
3: brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
4: And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Chris DeLambert and Brandon Eckins. got money, I got fame,
3: fast cars, and everything, yeah. I'm on a dance,
4: I gotta say. All right, guys, welcome back
5: to the second half hour of From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, and we literally have a full house right now. We have more people than microphones, but we're going to we're going to work this out. So during the break, Bricky came up with an inspired idea. And I don't know why we I don't know. So here's what we're going to do. We want you to support the kids. If you want to win cash, $25, email us your bracket, 25 bucks. You can do it via PayPal, whatever. Email us at cheapseatradio at gmail.com, or you can pick up a hard copy bracket at Libations in downtown Sanford. Anytime between now and Wednesday night, we'll get you entered into Kiwanis Pool. You've got a chance to win some money. If you're cheap, or if you just want to play more brackets, we're going to put up a free bracket on ESPN. It will be open to all of our listeners, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to give anybody that can beat all of us at this table And there's five of us plus the coin flip bracket. And there is a jersey color bracket being prepared right now by the wonderfully talented Anna Bernard. Stop something up. She is going to do a bracket. So that's seven. If anybody out there beats
1: all seven of those brackets, we're going to give you a t shirt. The winner. So get your perfect bracket started now. The winner
5: gets to do five minutes on the show via telephone or in studio to talk all the trash that you want to (laughs) talk. This is going to be dangerous. The cheap seat challenge. The cheap seat challenge.
1: You know, what was funny when I came in here, I heard all your takes going around the table and like one of you said, well, I think this team's going to win because this, that, and the other. And then Robert Bricky chimes in and goes... Oh, because I professionally did a scouting report.
6: Yeah, illustrating my point. Yeah, I, he
3: put
1: he put each one of you in your yeah. your own corner
3: Look, on that one.
5: I know how he did his bracket. I watched him put Duke as the champion it and it then just backwards. go backwards yeah. the whole <laughs> way.
2: Another bottom so, line up front.
5: All of the all of the the uh the professional scouting he's done is out the window. Because if it's Duke Blue, he's going that. Hey, direction. what what kind of
0: show would it be if Bricky didn't dunk on us? Right, you know. Come on, he's got right. it.
2: Kaplan, yes, sir. Tiger, Tiger is was. back. He is. You know, I, I I was watching. I didn't get to watch the golf tournament because I was out of town. No no technology type weekend. Um, but anyway, I uh, got to see a lot of the highlights last night. And Golf Channel and Jaime Diaz did this whole thing like, is this the greatest comeback ever in golf history? And he hasn't even won yet. I mean, he looks good. I think the momentum's great. I think he's going in the right direction. I think it's great for golf. But he hasn't even won. Is this the greatest comeback ever? If he wins, is it going to be the greatest comeback ever? Ben Hogan was hit by a Greyhound bus head-on collision and won six majors afterwards come with me on that because that, i mean that
5: that there is what you call context right however when you're talking about tiger woods this guy's got two vertebrae that are fused together now right and now his, now when ben hogan got hit by the greyhound bus i think i don't know they gave him
1: i don't know oh, some he drugs and told him to get back out there yeah, yeah, it's a I whole think, different thing. I think if David Duval placed at the top 150, that'd be the greatest comeback ever.
4: <laughs> You're probably right. <not. laughs> well,
1: what happened to that cat, David?
2: Uh He got married and just oh. his, his whole her oh. oh. whole persona so was that safe for his the state of marriage? Well, he was very self-absorbed, and uh and then he just kind of had a change of heart and opened heart, and so a whole personality changed, and he kind of lost that competitive edge. Interesting. He's a better person but not nearly as good of a guy. Is
5: Rory McElroy a better person now than he was four or five years ago? I, no, I think.
2: <laughs> I, that's, let's get back to Tiger.
1: Yes, yeah, get back up, to, remember, to college basketball. Remember what when McIlroy said, none of us are afraid of Tiger anymore? <laughs> Is there anybody that's afraid of a McIlroy right now? <laughs> well, well here's,
5: here's the thing, because McIlroy missed the cut this week, am I correct in saying that? Yes. It? I, I read a stat this weekend that blew my mind. And I don't even know if you know this one. Tiger Woods has missed fewer cuts in his career than Jordan Spieth, who missed the cut this week at five over.
2: Wow. Isn't that – That's, yeah, that's, that's the most impressive. You remember my five yeah. impressive stats. And that's the that most one. impressive that's one. I didn't yeah. even have that
4: one on there.
5: That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And this was a good field this weekend.
2: It was a especially good field uh, for Valspar. They've really, there in Tampa, they've really stepped that field up over the last few years. And, of course, when you get Tiger. I think if Tiger would have had an opportunity to play in Mexico, he would not have played there. So Valspar benefited by his lack of world ranking. Um, well, I wish
5: I owned a piece of that tournament because the galleries were huge. People were right. fired up. And it was like watching a major on Sunday – The enthusiasm in the galleries, and even the other players, some of them trying to downplay it a little bit. And you know, I've done this before; it's not my head. It really was. Um, Oh yeah.
2: And and you and I were were talking a little bit, Chris, texting a little bit about how you know Tiger really didn't make much of a charge. He shot even par there on Sunday, and but he hit the ball especially well to shoot even par. Um, Didn't have the putts to fall, and he's going to blame that on proximity to the hole which he blamed on not having the appropriate club. He was kind of in between sticks on his yardages. That happens, uh, but I'm going to blame it more on being in that situation on Sunday, uh, which he hasn't done in five years. Well,
5: I I will buy that. I'll buy what you're selling, except for the fact that this is also a course that he hadn't played since he was a child.
1: Uh, Correct. Yeah. Um, Guys, I was just scrolling. I was on ESPN and went to the golf section so I could maybe pick something and make it look like I'm smart about golf for a second. That didn't happen. But (laughs) the funny thing about it, if you go to that page, the first five stories with picture are about Tiger. You don't even get until you get down to the sixth story, you get to Casey, the guy who actually won. Well,
5: and what's crazy is yesterday as I was getting ready for the show, I was pulling and I was trying to find a recap of Patrick Reed and what happened to him on 18 and couldn't even find it in the coverage, Yeah, right. which is bananas because this is a guy that gets – he's got five tour wins, gets to 18, tied for the lead with Casey, is standing over a long uphill putt, needs to two-putt to get into the playoff, putts this thing up the hill, and if you didn't see it, folks, go to YouTube or wherever you need to find it because all of us have done that. We just haven't done it with all that money <laughs> on the line. It didn't make it up the hill, and it rolled right back down to his feet. I mean, it was oh, in the yeah. same I
2: exact it. spot. I mean, now, it the, could have been more than an inch from where The what
5: interesting piece of this is because the way it lied, he had to go around the fringe. Mm-hmm. He elected to putt the first time and probably should have chipped, and then the second time did chip and almost hold it out. He did, yeah. Um, but he's going to be losing sleep over that one for a very, very, very long time. Would have been his sixth tour victory. Um, and it, I'm not going to lie, I really, really laughed when it happened. <laughs> it was really funny. And. Then I felt bad about it when they, you know, shot to his face and all that because he was tore up over it.
0: Well, he was calling it
1: back though. He at that point he knew
6: what was going to happen. He, was he knew as soon back. as it left
1: Come the
5: on. face, he, he
6: had didn't to have to laugh to keep, keep him crying. At, yeah. That, yeah. at that moment. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny. Like it's fun to watch these guys who were who play out of their minds, play kind of like us sometimes because that's totally something I would do. And I'm sitting here reading. Paul Casey said if he didn't win it, he would have wanted oh, Tiger was, to win yeah. it. How much longer, let's say Tiger wins the Masters, which he's certainly capable of doing. Oh, right?
2: absolutely. He, I think he, I think he's the favorite to win this week. So, And, and, what, and, and that, the question with that is
5: where are they playing this week?
2: They're playing at Bay Hill where he's won Boom. eight times before. Yes. And
5: Tiger has four greens on his property down there in Florida. One of them is overseeded with rye grass to replicate Bay Hill. That's his joint. Tiger is prepped and primed. He's hitting the ball well. Bay Hill, he knows, like, the back of his hand. This is going to be a fun weekend. That's well, what I
1: got. Like, in my yard, I have purposely planted some crabgrass.
2: <laughs> just
1: for in case when I'm playing, I don't know, like, so, yeah.
2: a lesser course. The courses we play, yeah, yeah. I understand.
1: I'm yeah. waiting to find a course
5: that is overgrown with clover. <laughs> because that's. I have a big patch of clover in my well, grass. You, and you that's know. my excuse to my wife is that I'm getting ready. I just need to find a course that that I can pair that to. That's
2: Augusta's greens used to used to be that way too. Oh yeah, they've gone to bent now, but they used to be the clover. They used to be. That's (laughs) what I was. I was was so confused. What what are you I I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I thought Dave was dropping knowledge. (laughs) No. The, the whole course used to be Bermuda overseeded with rye. Hmm. That's why it's so green, you know, the first week of April. See, my whole they
0: yard is four-foot-high weeds just so I can practice my golf game. <laughs> You'll have much HOA
2: inter- interaction <laughs> no. out there. All right. But, yeah, so, so Tiger, I think he will be the favorite. And as a matter of fact, if you look at the line for Augusta, which we're, you know, less than a month away from, He's the third favorite to win Augusta now, behind Dustin Johnson and uh, Justin Thomas.
5: Well, the only thing missing from this weekend was Justin Thomas, and that's why I tempered my excitement about Tiger because Justin Thomas right. is the best golfer in the world right now.
1: Well, I was reading on ESPN; they're picking Oklahoma to win the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trey Young's got a heck of a short game, man. He, you know, around the green,
5: I mean, from you know forty-five feet, he's money. Good night.
1: <laughs>
5: all right, so just to make sure we're 100% clear, Trent, what are we calling this group that's going up on the ESPN page? It's going to be the
0: uh, From the Cheap Seats Bracket Challenge.
5: From the Cheap Seats Bracket Challenge. Yes. That's now a we, mouthful. We went
1: all out on that marketing Yeah, I did. <laughs> who, who did the consulting on that one? <laughs> that
5: Let's was, pair uh, that back our- a little bit. Let's call it uh, the Cheap Seat Radio Challenge. See, there you go. That's what I said. Cheap Seat Radio Challenge, it will be on our Facebook page before you listen to this. So go to Facebook. You can find us at Cheap Seat Radio. Click there. It's not going to cost you a nickel to play. Put your bracket in there. And if you beat all seven of our brackets in-house, we will give you a T-shirt.
1: And I think you get you deserve to get an apology from Robert Bricky for picking Duke to go all the way. And starting in the championship, put a, went ahead and put them and then worked backwards is what I understand that you did.
5: Well, I'm not going to lie. I kind of did the same thing. I picked my final four teams and then just went backwards. Hmm. That's you That's know, weird. I eh, never do you that. You know, I, I got eyeballed it and figured out what was going on. And I've had years where I've literally invested hours and hours of my life into tearing numbers apart and trying to look at matchups. And I have found out that you're wired as a human being to go with your gut. Yeah. You ever read the Malcolm, Black, Malcolm Gladwell book Blink? You familiar with Malcolm Gladwell? You guys should be. But it's all about decision making process and I just buy that. And and I'm lazy. Mm. So I'm just like yeah, I'm going with my gut on <laughs> this. So you board. have Ohio what?
1: State go. going how
5: far again? Uh, I have Ohio State into the final 4.
1: Oh. I haven't so get past UNC in the Elite 8. Did you get did you go with your gut when you had them beating Carolina? Or did you get did you go with your gut the first time you picked them? No, what actually, Carolina the beat? thought
5: process was that I wanted to upset you and have something to crow about if Ohio State beats UNC. That's the only reason. It won't
0: matter because I got Providence
5: beating UNC. So,
1: well, of course you do. I'm surprised it's not <laughs> Lipscomb. <laughs> yeah.
0: I can't even pronounce you it.
1: Know, so, Carolina did Providence. like the sweet the sweethearts. Michigan, Carolina beat them. Beat Ohio State. The only team they didn't beat was Michigan State, and why is everybody sleeping on Michigan State? Oh, no. Nobody's sleeping on them. Uh, I've well, got
5: well. Why don't you okay? Like, got to join in because you just bracket. bounced all over the bracket, and and I've got Michigan State in the we, Final Four. Well, we have. So we'll that cover part. that on the next side. You're listening to from the cheap seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio.
1: Crystal Lambert and Brandon Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliott.
7: When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger and they locked me away for life
3: if you knew that was the life of a tiger cub would you still pay to pet her learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at
2: cubabuse.com my name is bobby i'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb my victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion
0: i'm sam i'm a veteran my victory was finding a career that i could be proud of
4: at dav we're on a mission helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned.
2: I'm CeCe. My
0: victory was finishing my education.
2: When America's veterans win,
4: we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins.
2: But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis.
7: Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats.
5: Welcome back. If you're listening on WBCC, this is the final 15 minutes, but do not despair. You can follow us over the web and check us out on the podcast. Check the iTunes podcast app. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us all over the place. If you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, we'll be sharing the show out there so you can find it. It's really easy. You click a link and you listen to really cool analysis or Really bad radio. It just depends on what day it is and whether or not Robert Bricky's shown up. Um, Brandon Atkins came into the house late and starts throwing things out there and kind of got us off schedule. But here we are. We've arrived at the Midwest. And I agree with what I think you were saying, Brandon, that the national media is kind of sleeping on Michigan State. And it starts with the fact that that number one out there in the West, Xavier, I'd take Michigan State over them as one all day long. Anybody want to justify why Xavier's the number one and neither Michigan State nor Purdue was? Because, you know, you could say, well, Michigan State didn't win the Big Ten tournament. Well, guess what? Xavier didn't win the Big East tournament. I'll take the body of work Michigan State put up versus versus Xavier, or as Trent likes to say, Xavier all X-Xavier.
6: day Xavier. I would, too, and – for a couple of additional reasons. One, of course Izzo has been around and he's a very good coach. His teams are always extremely tough. They play hard and they run their sets. They really execute well. Plus they've got some upper-class leadership. So I think they are a really good team. Although I got them falling at Duke and it was a method to my madness. But uh, I didn't the, the, put Duke in wait, and work backwards. You, you said to, you uh, did not put did Duke not. in? I did not. I put Duke in, but I think they can beat Kansas and Michigan State.
5: Okay. I've got Michigan State beating NC State in the Elite Eight. Wow. To get to the is Final the Four. that flip bracket?
6: What's that? Is that the flip this bracket? This is not the
5: coin flip bracket. This is me. Look, I, I like NC State. Right. I would love to see NC State make a run, and I think – They've got just the type of temperament where they can get hot for a week or so. Um, They're an athletic team. I like what they do. And I don't love Kansas. You have NC State beating Kansas? I do have NC State beating Kansas. And that's probably my biggest upset early on. But there's got to be one. And I like NC State. And Kansas, if if Kansas runs and wins a national championship,
1: I'm not going to be shocked. Well, the big story early on was Kansas – what did they deserve to be put in the death death bracket? Kind of that's what I've been hearing anyway, on um, the Midwest. But the ones that should be most worried is Duke. Like I mean, you play really well. You're like top five team, like a hair away from being a number one seed, and you you're gonna have to play Michigan State potentially in the second weekend. I mean, that is absolutely bananas.
5: Well, here's the question that I would ask the 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 selection committee if i could sit with those guys for 5 seconds and get them to be candid they put kansas into the midwest because i guess they felt kansas earned that spot in the midwest yep but i really think they would have been doing them a favor had they put them in the west instead of xavier xavier in terms of the one seeds it's about as easy a bracket as there is what you just said this is midwest
1: is the death region right this is there are landmines all over this that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at it from Bill Self's perspective, he's got to play an elite matchup at some point, like, yeah. to get into the Final Four. Um, but you looking at Duke, they're like, what did we do wrong? You know what I mean? I mean, of course, Carolina's had their number all year, but that's a whole other story, right, Robert? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you you got to think it. Uh, we're a top five team, and literally we're going to have to turn around and play probably Michigan State, who I feel – I feel like they're probably going to be my pick. Um, Michigan State, I think, at times this year got bored. I think they have that much talent. And so, yeah, I mean, I I don't feel sorry for Duke. They typically get preferential treatment in terms of bracketing. This year they clearly did not.
5: Yeah, I I don't disagree with anything you said. I do have Michigan State getting past Duke in the Sweet 16 and then past NC State. But this one is the this is the bracket that can get turned on its ear, and none of those four teams: Kansas, um, Duke, Michigan State, and even I don't know if NC State's the one I want to throw in there. But any one of those three, I don't think you can go wrong. There's a good argument can be made for Kansas, Duke, Michigan State. I think Michigan State, like you said, just has too much talent. And you know the way I looked at it, I figured well, if one of these one of these brackets isn't going to be chalk. Why did, might as well be this one. So I've got Kansas going out early. Um, and just to kind of get creative with it based on nothing other than the fact that I really don't like Bruce Pearl, I've got <laughs> Charleston getting into the Sweet 16, um, Clemson over, <laughs> over New Mexico State, Auburn, I, I really – Bruce Pearl is a guy who's living on borrowed time and should not be the head coach of a basketball team right now, period. That's how I feel about it. So I got Auburn going out early. So you didn't want to
1: vacate those wins. You just want to put Charleston yeah, in. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and have Charleston slide by.
0: Isn't it funny that uh, Auburn is a four seed and so is Arizona? <laughs> it's both the teams that are going to have to give back that national title. It really title.
5: is. And, you know, Arizona – the NCAA is rooting against Arizona, I promise. And Auburn. Well, And Auburn, but Auburn's ta- not going to make a run. Come on, let's get serious. Auburn's not that good. I mean, I've good.
0: got NC State losing to Michigan State and Michigan State going to the Final Dude, Four. Dude,
5: you're copying off my paper. I'll tell you I what. I see you.
1: I don't know, is this conspiracy theory, but do you think the NCA factored in all these teams that were actually named in this investigation? Like, look at, Michigan, look at Michigan State. They're a three seed, right? Look at Louisville. They didn't even make the tournament. It seems to be like I don't. Something I, may have gone in in terms of the seating and the selection. I mean, how in the world? I'm sure you talked about it. How is Jim Beheim in this thing?
6: You uh, We, I we mean, haven't I, even talked about that Chris, yet. Chris has been uh, a little upset about that all morning. The seri- well, here's oh, yeah. the
5: thing: is the funny part about this is is we complained about the the first four and. I do think there's a lot of irony in the fact that in the Midwest, Arizona State and Syracuse are playing one another, yeah. Um, because at least that's not taking away from one of these automatic bids. Neither one of those teams had any business being in the doggone NCAA tournament, and I like that one of them's going to get knocked out, and I really hope it's Bayheim. Syracuse should not have been in. Your question about the NCAA, I cannot look at this and not think, Louisville and the investigation didn't have something to do with this. Louisville's body of work is Syrac- is better than Syracuse any way you measure it. Louisville gets left out and Syracuse gets the nod, which is bizarre to me. Now, if I'm sitting on the committee, Notre Dame would have got in ahead of both of those schools. Yeah. So I've got Syracuse yeah, exactly. really below Notre Dame and Louisville in the ACC, and Syracuse gets the nod. I'm baffled. Help me out, Brick.
6: I've got nothing. Nice. <laughs> You just can't figure it out. No, just I, I agree. I, I think Notre Dame with okay. Bonzi, um, Colson, Colson back. And, and they lost their point guard for five games. Yep, Farrell. Now they're yeah. getting back in the mix. Mm-hmm. Plus, they've been historically a good team in the tournament. Yes. raised a, a good coach. They travel well. There's no reason for them not to be in. Well, those well, injuries are
0: the reason why the committee said that
1: they really had a hard time putting them in. Well, see, there's a precedence that's already been set by this. I mean, this is – kind of its own thing. We haven't seen something quite to the scale, um, but they've done seeding in the past based on injuries during the season. And well, of course
5: when- they did. Look at the Cincinnati Bearcats when Kenya Martin broke his leg and in the first round of that tournament. They went from a one seed and they were ended up seeded a three, I think. But there is pre- – and look, when the NCAA – I know it's apples to oranges – but what did we hear about Alabama when they were put into the NCAA playoff in football? Oh, yeah, but all everybody's back healthy now. Everybody's back healthy. Well, yeah, everybody's back healthy with Notre Dame. And you saw the run that they made in the ACC tournament. They should have been in, period. We can talk it to death. And if you disagree, I just am going to disagree with you. Well, Syracuse should not be in. Notre Dame should have. Arizona State finished the season 1-5. and five yeah I get that they were shooting lights out and they were playing out of their minds
1: early on and were talked about as a potential number one. But at this point, come on, man. you know what a big Carolina fan I am, but you know what I'm really looking forward to, Robert, this is gonna shock you. I can't wait to the to the rest of the country gets a taste of Bagley. I cannot wait to watch this. You know, now the talking heads are finally catching on over the last couple of weeks saying that he's probably one of the favorites top picks. You know they've been riding Trey Young f- right. for who knows why, but I am excited to watch him and kind of put. I'm be- if I'm being honest, I'm kind of pulling for him. I want to I want to see the ACC come out and-, and do work, especially with them leaving both Louisville and Notre Dame. All um, Syracuse does not make any sense, but watching Bagley, I think that you know the casual fan that tunes in for the NCAA tournament are going to get a real
6: treat right. with him. Well, I, I think. One of the points you're making is ACC, in my opinion, by far was the best basketball conference all year, and so you've got some teams that got omitted from a great conference, and some teams that got in from not so good conferences. So I, I know there's always going to be somebody that's upset because they didn't make the tournament, but some of the Syracuse. No sense. Notre Dame, no sense, in my opinion. You could have flip-flopped those two and still had the same number of teams in from the ACC. And let me ask
1: you a question. What seed would Xavier be if they played in the ACC? Ooh. Yeah. Great question. I mean, the Big East, that's why Ali um, got bounced out of uh, UConn. It's not even the same Big East, no. right? And he, if you can't win, you go – Nit barely in the turn barely in the tournament last year to nit again if they accept that bid, I mean Calhoun was coaching against you know good Georgetown teams. Right. Syracuse was, was good. ACC was legit. That's right. All
5: right, WDCC, follow us on over the web. Check out the podcast from the Cheap Seats. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, whatever. Everybody else, just continue to march.
7: You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.
2: You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use like anything as a ball—cans, bottles, shoes.
0: Hey, bro, toss me that avocado.
2: Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion.
0: I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of.
4: At DAV, we're on a
5: mission helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned.
0: I'm CeCe. My victory was finishing my education.
4: When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I'm Chris DeLambert. I'm Brandon Atkins. I'm Professor Trent Nichols. Coming to you from the Chief Seats.
5: All right, I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, Robert Bricky, and Diamond Dave Kaplan. This is the second hour. We've made it most of the way through our brackets at this point, And we've been opining about how badly we're upset that Syracuse got in this at all. I hate the first four. Brick, you played in the NCAA tournament back before there were play-in games. And the NCAA won't even call them play-in games anymore. But I'm looking in the west bracket with UNC Central and Texas Southern, who got in as automatic qualifiers, and I don't care what the NCAA says. I don't care how they try to paint this. These teams don't get to play in the tournament. One of them's going home before the thing starts. Am I wrong, or should the first four be considered a real thing?
6: I agree. Part of the problem is your conference tournament ends on Saturday. You find on Sunday where you play, you travel on Monday and play on Tuesday. And then if you win, you've got to turn around and travel again. So it puts them at a really unfair uh, at a this disadvantage. And explain to me how four of the, two of these teams will be 11 seeds and two will be 16 seeds. It makes seeds.
5: no sense at all. None at all. And I do take a little bit of joy in the fact that UCLA has to play in.
6: Because of the Ball's dad. Just because of
5: Lavar Ball. <laughs> I just think it's funny, and I hope that St. Bonaventure beats the brakes he's, off he's, of him. So before we talk about the East bracket and then actually get to our Final Four, let's take a look at this. Anybody want to make a bet on this uh, Long Island University-Brooklyn-Radford game? <laughs> what are you watching what? this? <laughs> this is the other piece of this that, that the NCAA doesn't get. Who's watching this? Oh, it's gonna be packed. Oh, for so, those playing? of you so who have all
6: the f- fans in Dayton. At six four. I bet you there are a lot of Brooklyn and Raptor fans in Dayton Ohio. Absolutely. Dayton, I was
5: <laughs> and, and and fun fact, I was actually born in Dayton, Ohio, in Montgomery County Hospital. Um I and Dayton is a good basketball city. It is. Mm-hmm. The Dayton Flyers always put up a good ball club. Chris, it, it seems like, like you've
1: lived thing. so many different places that I've heard you say you were born in several different <laughs> cities. I have
5: never. Now, I will tell you, depending <laughs> upon the context, dark. that I am from different places. <laughs> and it's funny because I've lived here in Sanford, North Carolina, for six years now. That is far and away the longest I've ever lived in one place. You far and away. Not even close. You're a gypsy?
1: No, no. Uh, I am a bit of a gypsy. <laughs> I, I can just I hear you saying, gypsy. "Well, you know, I, I was born in Tupelo and Tallahassee. <laughs> conceived? I, where was he conceived? Um, I was probably conceived French in Dayton. Dayton actually, he's conceived in
2: Dayton. I don't know. You go.
5: But uh, yeah, depending upon the context, if somebody at this point in my life asked me where you are from, well, I'm from North Carolina. I mean, I you know, but if you you know want to talk to me about where you know high school, well, I Austin, Texas. Um. I've spent time overseas, yes. I have lived a lot of different places and have settled, and I plan to live here the rest of my days. Um, the beach plan may take over at some point, but uh, who knows? I like the beach plan. Who knows? You guys, on the other hand, have, you, your feet are nailed to the floor here in Lee County, North Carolina. You guys haven't ever really – well, Brandon, you have. You lived in Raleigh for a little
1: while. Yeah, I've lived in Chapel Hill, Raleigh, Wilmington – never really made it out of the state though.
5: Trent has lived a lot of places but Trent is is um I'm not sure that before he got into the restaurant business Trent wasn't a CIA operative because he's very vague and veiled
1: about where he's lived
5: 10 states, ten, lived states. Lived 10 states that's pretty
1: cool None of which had any college basketball based on his knowledge <laughs>
5: I wish people at home could see the look hey, on Trent's face right now. So I'm Indiana, not sure he's not going to come across to Illinois, the table.
0: Wisconsin, New York, Colorado, Virginia, Texas, Texas. no, Pennsylvania. None you of threw Colorado in there? Yeah, I lived
1: there. Okay. 1982. How do you think he's a John he's Elway a, was a rookie? That's why. I'm well, a I mean, we're talking fan. about we're talking about basketball though. Colorado, Indiana, Indiana Illinois, nothing, Wisconsin. Nothing
0: and nobody likes basketball in Indiana, not like North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know they they love it, but I'm you know, sorry. I'm sorry that the Midwest has both football and basketball that they're they're good at during college unlike North Carolina, the the, the degree ACC. of
6: saltiness in the room has wow. gone up by a the factor of five. The ACC was the second best football conference last year. Yeah, yeah. I'll have you? Yeah. Know. I
0: know, and and Bob Knight was a better basketball coach than Dean Smith. So,
6: but that's the point <laughs> on that. You're, you're making my point. Uh, you your own point. Yeah, you're, you're, you're having a reference
1: brand a brand coach, that coached in the '80s, bro. We're winning national championships here. That's what we do.
6: Wow. I think that's what Kevin Ollie said too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. Well, here's the thing with
5: Kevin
6: <laughs> Ollie. Kevin you,
1: Ollie wasn't UConn's just fired.
5: not in
0: the Big East, so I guess your college basketball knowledge is pretty stellar. Boom. Good job.
5: Boom. Ooh, ooh. Trent is fired up. This he sport. is mad. I would be mad too. Here's yeah. here's my thing. <laughs> break, maybe you can break down the vernacular for me. But it wasn't just published published that Kevin Ollie was fired.
1: He was fired for cause. He was uh, called for just cause, and have you heard the punchline?
7: Just,
1: just cause, cause he didn't 14, win anything. 19, yeah, but <laughs> what
6: was what was the reason behind because the of firing? the
5: investigation that's going on with uh, with UConn now? It's funny because I find it very hard to believe that anything was going on in UConn that wasn't going on during you know, the Jim places. Calhoun days. Oh god! But what yeah. do I know?
6: Yeah,
1: but you know. You gotta think that Kevin Ollie wants to go back in time because remember when he won in his second year there, yep. oh. he was getting pro offers. Yeah, mm. and now he's jobless.
5: You got to strike while the iron's hot. Right. And and doesn't I'm just asking? Doesn't Jim Calhoun have a little gangster
1: in him? I think he's got some mafia connections. man. Right, like, that guy. He's I love when they were. He was telling about somebody said, "Well, do you think you should get paid less?" And he was like, "Not one penny less." Remember that a couple of years ago? I
5: remember. I remember, yeah, Jim Calhoun. I'm not sure he's not well, a, we, a made man. We've
1: talked about that. A lot of the old school coaches, uh, coaches from the 80s, 90s, and we—I guess I won't name them all because I don't want to, you know, end up in an end zone somewhere. Yeah, some cement shoes. But um, a lot of these old cats—they're good people, but they played by a certain code back then. I think that you know, maybe a little dirty pool, but you know, Calhoun. The list of how many charities he's involved with is endless. Like so I mean they're good people but yeah there's a little mafioso in there I think for these guys. <laughs> I want to get back to this first four. I don't know how we found our way down that rabbit
5: hole. I already said Arizona State nor Syracuse should be in the it da- should be in the the dance anyway. Or Oklahoma. Or Oklahoma, but Oklahoma didn't even have to play a playing game. Imagine that. ESPN wanted to make sure they get Oklahoma in there. I hope URI beats the brakes off of them.
2: I was hoping they would be the number one in the West with Carolina, Oklahoma.
5: I'm surprised that they're not. <laughs> but one way or the other, if Oklahoma manages to get by Rhode Island, they run against Duke in the second round and it's lights out. I've got Oklahoma going out immediately, um, not getting out of the first round. Um, the other, and this hits a little bit closer to home, this actually – If the stars align, it's my future alma mater at UNC Central. Central got in. uh, They're an automatic qualifier. They have to play a playing game against Texas Southern. I'm taking NC Central and being a homer there. Um, And that's all I got to say about the the first
1: four because this is dumb, and the NCAA should kill this. Congrats to Lavelle Moten. Right? I love that guy, and so does everybody else. I mean, he's got ties. I mean, he's got LeBron on his cell phone and stuff. I'd love to see them shock the world. I mean – they do have Xavier. That could be that sixteen to beat the number one baby. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This dude is out of his mind. I mean, he's he actually did it with far less talent than he had last year. But I, hey, I'm keeping it homer here. Like, I mean, I keep up with <laughs> Central. But like Lavelle Moten, if he has any success at all, like if he was in, if he was able to even play Xavier well. He's probably going to get a better coaching offer, I think.
5: I think he does anyway.
1: I think he does anyway. Um,
5: Let's take a look at the East. Villanova's the one seed out there. Purdue is the two seed. And Purdue is another one of those teams that you could have easily justified being a one in that space Xavier is is filling. Um, I got Nova going out early. And the reason is, for me – the best point guard I have seen this year is Colin Sexton from Alabama. Guard play wins championships. Bama is a fun team to watch. Avery Johnson coaches that team now. Colin Sexton has kind of, he kind of came to the dance late in terms of player of the year consideration and this, that, and the other. But Sexton, if you guys haven't seen him play, is an amazingly talented young man. Uh, and we'll put that team on his back. I've got them getting all the way to the Elite Eight. At which point, they're going to run up into Purdue. But the other thing I want to talk about, we, Brick, we talked about it earlier on with the message that UVA would send if they won a national championship. That's another reason that message is another reason I'd like to see Wichita State make a run. Wichita State early this season was sort of everybody's dark horse mid-major and then the wheels came off a little bit. I'd like to see Wichita State get it done and make a serious run in this tournament. Uh, I've got them going out against Bama in the Elite Eight, but I'd really love to see Wichita State get that far and perhaps even farther.
6: <coughs> well, when I did my jump in, professional scout on <laughs> Alabama, <laughs> I think they lose to Nova for, for one reason, right. discipline. I didn't think they were a very disciplined team. Sexton's an amazing player. Shot selection was not great. Sets run were not crisp, not real efficient. They took a lot of bad shots, one dribble, one pass shots. That doesn't get you far in the tournament. And Nova is a little bit the opposite. They a little more control, point guard's very good. They distribute the ball well and get open shots. So. Okay, but
5: I've only got one question for you here. Yes. You got Jalen Brunson, who's you know, everybody's All-America right. at, at Villanova. And not even the best team player on his team, by the way. But that seems to be immaterial. You've got Brunson and you've got Sexton. And if Alabama can turn this into Sexton versus Brunson, my only question for you is which one of those guys has cooler hair? Brunson. <laughs> what? See, oh. you're an old cat. Yeah. You're an old cat. Yeah. You're not appreciating the line. whole
6: the Sonic yeah, the Hedgehog thing I don't that, get it, that but, sex has uh, got going on. All right, but but I mean, hey, if you
1: could pull it off, you you try it. One of you guys, right? You he wouldn't. It. He wouldn't. If I could, I, look. I've got
6: a corporate job. I, got you. I've got a. I wear a suit most days, so I yep. gotta look a certain way. All right. See, I got. Not, I have
0: Wichita State winning, and then but I have uh, Murray State beating West Virginia. Wow. Because Huggy Bear always finds a way to he really does poop the bed in the uh, yeah. NCAA. So I'm with you on that being said, I think Villanova marches in the East to battle Purdue, and I've got Villanova going to the Final Four.
5: Okay, I see. I've, there, there's where we really break down. Is I've got Nova going out in the second
2: round. You've got them all the way to the Final Four, Yeah, What do you What are you looking at? I've got Purdue in the Final Four. And I think Virginia Tech's going to beat Alabama because I just have seen Virginia Tech show up in big big games. So it's going If they show up the first round of that tournament, um, they usually play right at the level of their competition. And I think Virginia Tech's going to beat them.
5: All right, so for those of you out here who have been playing along with <coughs> us, this, uh, this coin flip bracket, I was actually feeling pretty good about it as we worked through the South And the West. Then I moved over to the Midwest and it kind of got a little crazy. In the East, here's, I'm going to just read the whole thing out. So (laughs) we've got the winner of the LIU Radford game beating Nova in the first round. There's your 16 1 upset, Brandon. First ever. Alabama beats Virginia Tech. West Virginia gets past Murray State. Wichita State beats Marshall. We'll finish this up in just a second. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. We'll see you on the other side.
4: You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina.
7: I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will. Solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger and they locked me away for life.
3: If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com.
7: Hey, Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on. Dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats.
5: All right, welcome back from the Chiefs Seats. Diamond Dave is pretending that he's trying to leave, but he's going to have to stick around for this last segment. He's got to. Got to. Can't can't let you go over there. You got to go, you got plenty of time the rest of this week to do adult stuff, but you got to hang out. So, our coin flip bracket I told you it kind of came off the rails. Um, Florida, Stephen F Austin, Butler and Purdue win in the first round. This thing produces Stephen F Austin versus the, the Long Island University Radford winner in the Elite Eight with Stephen F. Austin getting into the Final Four. So, so to put a bow on our coin flip bracket, which will be played in a couple of different places, I'm going to play this at Kiwanis, and I'm going to play it in our group page. It's which one of the ones up on you have Facebook. to beat. It's up on Facebook. Yep. So check us out at Cheap Seat Radio. That'll take you to the From the Cheap Seats page. Like our page, but. Come on and play. You got nothing to lose. It's not going to cost you a nickel. If you beat all of us, we'll send you a T-shirt. And the winner gets five minutes to talk about whatever they want. Talk all the trash they want to.
1: Hey Trent, I just I'm figured. Kind of excited about it. I just figured out my value on this show. Okay, we're talking about the east. We go from right to left around the table. He doesn't even ask me. He goes <laughs> right to the coin flip. So. I guess I have Purdue coming out of the east. I was, trying to,
7: I was I mean, trying to
1: get the coin flip out of the way, and then you get talked over. I get, I get replaced by a quarter. A quarter replaced me on the, yeah. on the show. Well, when you
5: call in sniveling about how you don't feel well, you're just setting yourself up. Just
1: a, wow. one quick comment: Carson Edwards is the best player, best guard I've seen. Not to not be talked about. Carson Edwards
5: is a nice one. Like then, I mean, he
1: nobody talks about this kid, and he's like putting up solid numbers. So, it's not like teams – he's sneaking up on teams. People know what they're getting, and he's still getting it done. See, so, but, in the East, you have Purdue coming out of the yeah. East? Yes, See, sir. Purdue has
0: that history like West Virginia, man. They always seem to stub their toe. I don't – I think Villanova – I mean, Purdue has shown the last few weeks that they're beatable.
1: Here's, I think Gene Cady's hair kept them out of the Final Four in the past. <laughs> well, I we don't want
0: to talk though. about 80s coaches. Here's versus, an observation
5: <laughs> that, that I, that I want to make is that you've got – Obviously, the 16-seed play-in game, they're not in play. Murray State's probably not going to do anything. And I would suspect that you could say the same about Cal State Fullerton. However, any of the other 13 teams that are in that bracket, including St. Bonaventure and UCLA, any one of those 13 teams could make a run, and it wouldn't be shocking the world. You know what I mean? That's a good Marshall team. Virginia Tech, like you said, Dave, they've come up big in big moments. Uh, Texas Tech is a nice ball club from out of the Big 12. It's not a great big, Big 12 team or Big 12 season, but Texas Tech,
1: you forget. They had a chance to win that conference right up until last week of the season and how the mighty have fallen like you know ucla plays bonaventure and they on the espn brackets they can't even fit all of ucla in. it's just la
5: (laughs) well well, here's the thing i'll say about this and i've done this before every time i see st bonaventure abbreviated s-t-b-o-n for some reason my head has to compute it because i'm thinking stony brook I don't know what that is, <laughs> yeah. but I have to oh, – oh, no, no, St. Bonaventure. Gotcha. But the Bonnies are not a ball, bad ball club. Uh-uh. UCLA, bubble team that, that found their way in because they are UCLA, but the, there's some talent in this bracket. There's, I've got uh, Purdue over Bama in the Elite Eight. Again, I'd love to see Wichita State make a run too, but that's the bracket where you could find an awful lot of different teams mm-hmm. where you should, you could really have one of your Cinderella's come out of there. That's see, I, what I've got.
0: I've got St. Bonaventure beating UCLA and Florida. I'm not just taking the UCLA Bonaventure. Texas Tech will knock them out, but then lose to Purdue to go against okay. Villanova.
1: I think you're going to see a lot of the SEC teams get bounced relatively early. And I that's agree. Why they're going to regret uh, with having the exception eight teams in there with the exception of Kentucky because watch out. I know that we're, we're talking about the East right now, but they run nine deep on Kentucky. And they're hitting their stride right now. But I want to give the SEC credit in terms of the Kentucky, but don't give me your Auburns and Alabamas and all that. I agree
5: with you 100%. I think this was a down year for the SEC as much as it was for anybody. And with Kentucky being vulnerable, I think you see some teams that have got some artificial boost there. But Florida, I got to say, Florida, when they're playing well, is a really, really good ball club. I agree. When they don't play well – Anybody in this tournament can beat them. So I've got Florida getting into the Sweet 16, losing to Purdue. But my final four, I've got Kentucky, Ohio State, Purdue, Michigan State, and I've got Purdue winning the entire thing over Kentucky. Dave Kaplan.
2: I've got uh, Tennessee, UNC, Purdue, and Michigan State. I did a very pro-UNC bracket. I'm also going to do one that is not very pro-UNC. And then I have UNC and Michigan <laughs> State in the finals because the UNC always beats them in the finals.
5: All right, I have just received our jersey color bracket. Drum roll, please. And there was a lot of work went into this, and it's very apparent that the favorite color is blue.
4: <laughs>
5: anna has got Kentucky. North Carolina, Stephen F. Austin, and Rhode Island in wow. the final four. Wow, Rhode Island. A lot of you shades of my way, boy, bro. Right? Now, you've got North Carolina and Rhode Island in the championship game. Who wins? I can't
3: decide. I really like the Argyle of You know the what? I'm
5: going to decide just for you, I... for you. Rhode Island. Just to keep it interesting, I'm going to give you the University of Rhode Island. Rhode Island.
7: All right, but they need to- Geometric like band on the bottom that like throws me off. It's really nice until that moment. It's like it makes everybody
1: look like they're fat. We'll, we'll get them on the phone. What do you think about their Pantones for each
5: color? Hey, here blue? we go
1: with Pantones. <laughs> I,
6: I don't even
5: know if I can spell that. So, Brick, who's your final four?
6: Cincinnati, Xavier, Purdue, Duke. I've got Duke and Xavier in the finals. Of course, Blue Devils bring home the hardware. <laughs>
1: Hey, could we run uh Bricky to the hospital real quick? I think he's hitting it hit his head or something.
5: <laughs> I I kinda of like break. your final four, I'm not gonna lie. Brandon, what do you got? <laughs> He's, uh, he's, uh, as a coin thang thang he was grumbling about you, and you just put you blue right past me, but you don't even have a bracket. Thanks, Trent. No, I got a bracket right yeah, here. Right. Have, have, have we done the, the, we the
6: doing coin toss yet? Before we go at the branding. Yeah, let's do the coin toss. Well I thought I was well, gonna- We
1: already a, did the jerseys, so Well Well the funny thing about it is Chris he didn't even know like Trent starts laughing. David Kaplan punches punches me. You got replaced by a quarter first now. It's a piece of paper with colored uniforms. No biggie. My final four is UVA, Gonzaga. People wow. are sleeping on Gonzaga. Whoa. Purdue, Michigan State. I actually have Michigan State beating Gonzaga in the finals. Wow. It would be a, like a Butler situation where okay. they go back and
5: So you've got no UNC in the Final Four?
1: No, I have UNC. Um, you know, I have to agree with Trent. Providence is no joke, man. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to get past them, but I have uh, UNC losing to Gonzaga in a rematch of last year's championship. Nice. Okay. I like
2: it. Media would
1: love that. And so for my final
0: four, yes, I've got the Ohio State University playing Virginia, and then Villanova playing Michigan State.
4: And for the final baby, it's awesome. <laughs> Virginia taking down Villanova. Let me tell you about this Tony Bennett. I That's like it. it. Virginia, baby. Some- are you, all not, the way. are you not
1: jealous of Tony Bennett on every single level possible? Oh, Tony Bennett, you know, I was
5: I was looking at that. Tony Bennett, first of all, has got great hair. Yeah, great suits. I just I don't know if there's anybody that stacks up in terms of Jay Wright, what he's baby.
0: Well, that was yeah. Tony Bennett.
5: That's funny that you say that the because the only guy that I can think of that has
1: better suits is Jay Wright. Well, just imagine having and, a competition. And double-breasted
5: is gone. That's not even a thing anymore. And he's rocking it. They
1: look Boom. good. Just imagine Both trying to guys. go into a competition with Tony Bennett. Like, he played in the NBA. <laughs> okay? He's – I mean, I'm going to say it. Dude's gorgeous. Okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's a good-looking man. Rich. He's in the media head uh, – you know, he's in the, um, the, the main light of the ESPN. They're number one overall – I mean, can it get any better? I have—I don't so, even want to see a picture of his wife. I, I got to show it to I you. I got to
5: throw my wife out there because we were watching—we we watched the finals, and at the end of it, it was Mike Jeminsky. Oh yeah. Interviewing Tony Bennett, and he was like, you know, asking about the atmosphere or whatever, and Tony Bennett was like, yeah, it's like when you and me played for the for the Hornets. Yeah. And my wife looked and she was like, that dude played for the Hornets.
1: Oh yeah. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, he had a little game. He had kind of like a, Red, right. a JJ Reddit game for And JJ I knew JJ what Reddick. she
5: was thinking. It, she didn't want
1: to like put herself
5: out there because she knew I'd be talking about her it. and be a god moment. But uh, that's what it was. That's
1: she what would, it was. Nedge, Tony Bennett
5: is, he's winning at life, man.
1: Nedge was like, I'd post him up any day. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, you got to answer right. for that one. Hey, Jay real, Wright, though, I do
5: think wins the suit battle. But Tony Bennett, in terms of being a better looking guy, Tony Bennett gets the nod. If those two guys face off in the national championship game, they should be able to parlay that into a menswear contract mm. that crushes everything. Because those are two natalie attired oh, gentlemen. Yeah.
2: Well, and right. Tony Bennett should be able to sing pretty well too, right? Yeah,
1: and he's yeah. Tony Bennett won a Grammy,
0: dude.
4: Come Robert, on.
1: Robert, keep it real. You and the G Man one on one right now. Who wins? You know, my days are over. Come on, man! You keep saying that. I, I want to see you play know. Mike Jeminski.
5: Look now, I've now. seen Jeminski oh, on yeah. television several times. Jeminski has not aged well. Oh, really? And, I and got G
6: man's got about ten years on me too, so I, I might be able to take. That's it. what I'm
5: saying. So, <laughs> what what is it going to take to make that happen?
2: What about in the barbecue eating contest? Oh,
6: I Jeminski know. Jeminski,
5: dude! That dude's seven foot tall, man. Think about how much barbecue yeah, he put, can for put it down. Yeah. <laughs> Does he still rock an earring, I wonder? He does. Does, does he? he still right. have
1: shoulder hair?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you made it today, man, so you can contribute things like that. This is awesome. Luke May's got a little
6: All right, right, one more time, guys.
5: <laughs> We're doing two separate bracket challenges. One is for money and charity. That's for Kiwanis. If you want to get in that, you're going to have to email us so we can get you sorted up, sorted out with a bracket. It's 25 bucks. Half of the prize money goes to, or half the money raised goes to the winners. The rest goes to charity.
2: Check made to Kiwanis of Lee County.
5: Yeah, wish. we'll get that worked out. The rest, check us on Facebook at Cheap Seat Radio, and you can get in our bracket challenge. We're giving away T-shirts to anybody that beats all of us.
7: You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.
4: Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group.
0: That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of
4: course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's actually like owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today.
3: Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
4: You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show.
5: All right, welcome back to final half hour from the cheap seats to invoke Tiffany. I think we're alone now. (laughs) It got real crowded in here for a little while, but now it's myself, Chris DeLambert, Professor Trent Nichols and Robert Bricky, thanks for hanging out. You're like the you're like the solid fourth piece of this now. You gonna mess around and find yourself here every Monday.
6: Well, I'm in I'm in a contract year.
5: Yeah, (laughs) so we're getting negotiations. Oh, geez, that might not go like you think it will. Um, you, may be, you may find yourself like Kirk Cousins um, where the suitors are just falling off left and right. And the question was, which of these you know, 10 teams is going to give this guy $25 million a year? And now he's running out of prospective dance partners.
6: Now, we talked about quality of life during the break. Okay, so he goes to the Jets, who would not be very good, but you're getting paid. Wouldn't you rather take less money and go to a contender and have a better quality of professional well, life, which generally translates into personal life? I, I too?
5: think I would. The problem that he's got is that there aren't any contenders really in the mix. I guess you could say Denver might be a quarterback away from getting back. Minnesota might be. It's hard for me, given what Minnesota's been through in the last couple years with quarterbacks, to envision them giving somebody $25 million a year. I just don't see that Mike Zimmer and that front office are going to want to roll out a wheelbarrow full of cash for Kirk Cousins. And I'll be honest, just in the interest of full disclosure, I've never once seen Kirk Cousins do something on a football field and thought that is an MVP-type quarterback. So he's, you know, he's here doing his thing. I personally think that it's going to be the Jets who don't have a whole lot of other options
6: right.
5: who are going to invest and look and say, well, at least this guy's a safe bet. He can be the, you know, the caretaker for us. But I don't think anybody in New York, well, I don't know, but people from New York are a little nuts. So maybe if he does go there, they're going to anoint him. But I think they're going to get their hearts broken. Trent, where are you at with the whole Kirk Cousins situation?
0: See, with Kirk... I think you have two options. You kind of plug them into the Vikings, and they're kind of that contender. I think they're the closest team out of all of them that he could be plugged in and maybe go and win the Super Bowl. With the Jets, he's going to get a ton of money, probably more money than what he's worth, you know, twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine million million, $29 million. And you think about it, if he can turn the Jets around – and make him relevant, then
5: he's the king. And if we don't know anything about Kirk Cousins, what we do know is he loves him some Kirk. Mm-hmm. So he may be looking at that and think I could be king of New York.
0: And if it doesn't work, he still got paid. That's true.
5: So, so, and that's I think the way to go.
0: The Vikings gave up because they're all in for Kirk. I think Teddy Bridgewater
5: could end up in Denver. I uh, do. You, I mean, man, I don't know the Vikings. I mean, look at them. They're they're. You know, a game away from the Super Bowl with Case Keenum, who they're paying nothing. Mm-hmm. You've still got Sam Bradford in the mix as a possibility. Teddy Bridgewater's there. Well, they I cut just, him.
0: They're going to wave.
5: They've, they've waved Bridgewater. I got you. And Keenum's going to be a free agent. I got you. My question, though, is which one of those guys is going to cost you anything like what Kirk Cousins is going to?
6: That's what I'm saying. You could
0: have them all three again for, for less money That's, than you. Kirk well, Cousins. The there you issue go.
6: is you handcuff your team because if you've got to drop 25 mil on a quarterback, who are you going to throw the ball to? Well, sure. How, how are you going to fill holes on your defense on the defense? So, and how many quarterbacks really can take a team to the next level? Five in the NFL maybe, and he's not one of them. No,
5: I I agree 100%. And if you look at Philadelphia coming off of a Super Bowl victory, the Eagles have got less money tied up in Carson Wentz and Nick Foles combined than most NFL teams that have a mid-range salary-type quarterback. So Philadelphia's playing with a stacked deck for another couple years, And you look at the situation, here's the the opposite. And this is what it really looks like. You said, who are you going to throw to? How are you going to build your team? Richard Sherman just got bounced out of Seattle. Richard Sherman got bounced out of Seattle because of Russell Wilson. When Russell Wilson came through and was on that rookie deal, they had all kinds of money freed up that they could do all kinds of cool stuff with. The Legion of Boom. You know, that defense was built because they could go sign whatever free agent they could pluck out. They could add guys like Michael Bennett. Well, now Russell's getting all that cheese.
4: And all those guys are gone. All those
5: guys are gone. So what's it looking like out in Seattle? And I'm going to tell you that from my perspective, we've talked about how much impact Jimmy Garoppolo had when he came out there to San Francisco because of the belief that the guys around him had. Now you're going to plug Richard Sherman in on that defense. Look out for San Francisco. Um, they're doing. They're they're making some hay out there. The team that I don't think anybody needs to watch out for is the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> and some of the things that have happened over the last couple of days are absolutely mind boggling to me. I'll give them credit for Jarvis Landry. I think Landry's been underappreciated in Miami. He's put up big numbers, caught 400 balls over the course of his, his young career already. I think Landry's a nice fit, but Landry's an underneath type safety valve receiver. And who's playing quarterback? Tyrod me, Taylor, baby. L- l- let me let me let me put this out there the for answer. anybody that wasn't listening in the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> if you spend a high second round pick on a quarterback and flip that quarterback the very next season for a third, you lose. Period, And that just sort of sums up everything about Cleveland in a nutshell. And I'm going to make you a prediction. Danny Shelton's been dealt off of that Cleveland team, basically given away to New England. Danny Shelton's going to be an integral part of that defense for the next five years. Danny Shelton is a gigantic dancing bear who is an oversized human being who actually has good feet and some athleticism about him. And how Cleveland looked at their roster and decided this guy doesn't have a place on our team? Come on. We saw this with Joe Hayden last year. And my question at the time was, what four cornerbacks do you have that are better than Joe Hayden? (laughs) Now, Hayden went through some injuries and the rest of that stuff, but I just don't understand the thought process out there. And now you've compounded this whole thing with a deal for Tyrod Taylor.
6: Maybe they use your coin flip methodology, <laughs>
4: <laughs> Charleston baby.
5: Let me let champion. Me, let me tell you, Tyrod Taylor. I actually like as a football player. I think he's fun to watch. I think that some of these uh, offensive coordinators are too stuck in their ways. They don't know how to employ an athletic quarterback. I think if a guy like and I hate to say it because Chip Chip Kelly's a tool, but if a guy, a guy with some vision got his hands on a on a player like Tyrod Taylor, they could really do some interesting stuff. Tyrod Taylor's been on some mediocre teams in Buffalo. Here's the problem. When you bring in a veteran backup quarterback to be your bridge guy, that guy should look an awful lot like whomever the heir apparent is. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor cannot be the long-term solution in Cleveland. They're not even making any bones about that. They want this guy to be a veteran backup to hold a clipboard when the time is right and to, you know, fill that seat for a little while. Here's the problem. When you look at the top of the draft, and Cleveland owns the first and the fourth pick so they can get whomever they want, which one of those guys that you take at either one or four plays the game like Tyrod Taylor? It's not even close. Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, none of those guys. No. They're pocket quarterbacks who may have some athleticism to them, but they're looking over the top of the line of scrimmage and whipping the ball down the field. Tyrod Taylor, that is not his game. So the only sense I can make of this is if Cleveland, by dealing for Tyrod Taylor, has tipped their hand. I believe – no, I don't either. I'm not going to say that I believe because Cleveland is run by a bunch of one arm monkeys (laughs) – Hey. If this were actual reasonable, hey. rational adults running the franchise in Cleveland, I would say that the move for Tyrod Taylor indicates they want Baker Mayfield to be their next quarterback. Wow, that's a stretch. Baker Mayfield's an undersized guy. He's going to make plays out of the pocket. If that translates to the NFL is a, is a big question. But if Baker Mayfield is their guy – Tyrod Taylor would make sense because you can structure the offense. Both of those guys run the offense the same way.
6: Didn't they draft Johnny Football? Yes, they did. And that was a disaster. Yep. And so you're going to bring in a question mark in Baker Mayfield into an already unstable situation? These dudes are, are, are out of their minds. Man. I,
5: Brandon, I wish he had not been under the weather, and now we've got this weather crisis because it's raining, they're closing the schools, which is bananas. But Brandon's out of here. Brandon, I think would make a case that Baker Mayfield should be the first player taken in the draft,
6: based on police oh. video footage. There are
5: times, ah! there are times when Brandon and I are on the same sheet of music. There are other times where we respectfully disagree with one another. And then there are times where he pulls things out of his fourth point of contact and throws them on the table, and I'm like, are you out of your mind? Here's the problem with Baker Mayfield. If you take him at one or at four, you've way overdrafted this guy. Well, they're going to take him at four. If they take Baker Mayfield at four, it will be one of the worst draft picks in the history of the NFL. They're going to take Barkley first, which is –
0: Questionable in itself. When was the last time a running back went number one? You know what? I'm telling you, that's the way I'm it's going to I'm not saying Cleveland's question. not going to do this. When it. was that's the last history. time? Who? I don't know who. Adrian Peterson, but I don't think he was number one pick.
6: That's my point. Cleveland's got to get two quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way they can not box this <day>. game. <laughs>
4: They're gonna pick Rosen one and Mayfield four. They've gotta get. They gotta pick two. It.
6: One, they're gonna be wrong on one, but they'll be I right on it. Given
5: him. Cleveland's history, I think that's a fair assumption. And they both. should do some self-realization and realize
6: we're gonna get this wrong.
5: Yep. So let's give ourselves the best shot and let's just
6: take two quarterbacks and we'll see who works out you got a 50 percent chance of getting it right <laughs> if they take one they're gonna get it wrong well I see that. i
0: thought they would go after one of these free agent quarterbacks and then they would be wide open to draft the running back and chubb to build off your defense Trent, let's let's
5: examine that for a minute <laughs> hugh jackson is the head coach of the cleveland browns he's also the offensive coordinator and the play caller yes A.J. McCarron played for him for three years in Cincinnati. Yes. A.J. McCarron knows his offense inside and out. Yeah, he sure. A.J. McCarron is a classic drop-back quarterback that can stretch the field, just like all these other quarterbacks that are at the top of the board. Hmm. A.J. McCarron's out there available for something much less than the $29 million that Kirk Cousins thinks he's going to get. Yeah, How in the blue hell did they not wind up with A.J. McCarron on their roster? How is it even possible?
0: Well, because they didn't send the facts to the NFL I, office. And even now, though,
5: <laughs> even now, AJ McCarron, AJ McCarron is only leaving Cincinnati because he wants to be a starter. Yeah. What possible situation in the NFL could there be better for a guy that wants to be a starter than a team that right now has Cody Kessler at the top of their uh, at the top of their their uh, depth chart? They could get AJ McCarron.
0: Well, maybe they will. They could have him maybe and they Tyron. Will. Maybe it will be him and
5: Tyron Taylor and, and Cody Kessler and, and Hogan. Two. And they draft two quarterbacks. I love this. How
0: many quarterbacks did they have after last year? They traded for Brock Osweiler. They had Kessler.
5: They had. They drafted Kaiser. Speaking of which, on the other side of the break, I want to find out where Brock Osweiler, what's going on with him. You're listening from the cheap seats.
4: You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina.
7: Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Quiero mucho todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit habitat.org to donate today.
4: My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me, "You don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats, and that's all I got to say about that."
7: Welcome back to From the Cheap
5: Seats. All right, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. It's the final segment. This is this has been quite an adventure, gentlemen. Um, Trent's trying to figure out what I'm doing. I've got an issue in my headphones. Um, So, Libations in downtown Sanford on Chatham Street. We will be there 6 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. We will play trivia until 8. I told you guys earlier... I'm not going to – you know what? If somebody's only listening to the second half of the show, I'm not going to give them the benefit of telling them the first category I Mm. tease. Is that fair? Yeah. Is that a little salty? Because you already teased one. Yeah, I already teased one. I'm going to tease another one, though. We're going to talk about classic cars. How do you like that? And it's
0: not like you tease your final four categories, you know? You only tease two.
5: Exactly. (laughs) All right, so April 28th, we will have – Our third dodgeball tournament is the the, uh, Brick City Dodgeball Classic. April 28th, we're starting at 10 a.m. at the Bobby Hale Center. That's the armory downtown Sanford on McKeever Street. Um, $50 per team. We're up to about 17 teams registered so far. We're trying to get to about 40. We'd love to get to 100. But we're going to start at 10. We'll play until there's going to be some other games throughout the day. Uh, to raise some money, but every nickel we raise goes to the Coins for Alzheimer's Research Trust, which is a rotary cherry. All of that money goes directly to Alzheimer's researchers. Come have fun with us. Buffalo Wild Wings is going to have food. We'll have a DJ. There'll be drinks. There are – the location's great because not only is Libations directly across the parking lot, there's an ice cream shop right across the other side. So no matter what you – you know, and if you want to drink beer and eat ice cream, you can do that and eat chicken wings, however you want to do it. Why not? But we're going to have a good time. If you want more information, check us out. Check out our Facebook page, at Cheap Seat Radio. That will take you to the From the Cheap Seats Facebook page, and that is the same place. In fact, there's already an entrance. We haven't even aired the show yet. People are starting to enter. If you put your bracket together and you beat all of us that were at this table this morning, we'll give you a T-shirt. And if you win the entire thing outright, we're going to give you five minutes to talk trash about whatever you want. Do remember that uh, there are some FCC guidelines we have to adhere to, so uh can't get too out of control. This is a family show. It is a family-ish, I think. Family-ish. So, We were talking about the Cleveland Browns, and we have the solution for them. They should sign A.J. McCarron. Mm -hmm. That should be their next move. On Wednesday, when when the signing period opens, officially begins, A.J. McCarron, add that to a roster that already has Tyrod Taylor. Cody Kessler's there. The kid from uh, from Stanford, Hogan, is he still on the roster? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter, really, does it? Who knows? And then we're going to draft a quarterback at one and at four.
6: And... Have a quarterback tryout. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody has ever played the position, little league on up to to college. Like well, it. Michael
5: Michael Vick said he's going to go over there and try out. Uh, Vick probably would win the job. Did Did you play high school football? I did not. You did not. I'm surprised you know. by that. I would have thought you'd have been a nightmare at receiver. You know what?
6: I was. I was a better football player than basketball player. The difference was uh, inside is a controlled climate. Outside, it started out hot. It ended up cold, and I didn't want to deal we with have, it. We have
5: we have determined um, in the time that you've been doing the show and hanging out with us that you are not a fan of cold weather. I am not. Yeah, but I'm I'm a little disappointed because I'd like to see your high school football reel. Had you played?
6: Oh, I was, you'd been, you'd I, have been I would play clubs. intramurals, and the whole, entire football staff would come out and watch me because I I could sling it and then I could catch it. Okay. And I just didn't like being, well, I didn't want to get hit. <laughs> and I figured my future was in basketball. And, again, you can control the temperature. I like it. In in the gym.
0: Well, your uh, commissioner just called, and because it's cold and rainy, you need to go home early today.
6: <laughs> I, I'm really Listen, if I can find some chicken wings, I will work from home today.
5: <laughs>
0: I think I could hook you up. I know, I know
6: somebody could probably square you away. <laughs> Here's what I will
5: say is, is being in North Carolina, I, I told you that I've lived all over the country. And I've lived in some places that are very, very cold, not the least of which was in Germany. I've lived in northern Kentucky. I've lived in Ohio. I've also lived in the deep south. North Carolina sort of bridges that gap between north and south. And most things about this state, I'm like, North Carolina is really cool. When it comes to winter weather, I'm embarrassed to live here.
6: I'm not gonna lie. Embrace our uh, policy about snow. I <laughs> or snow. It doesn't off. even snow-ish. have
5: to it it doesn't even have to be <laughs> snow. It's snow-ish. If there is snow predicted, everything closes. It's over. And here's my question to you guys, and I mean this. You guys were all around the same age. Are weathermen any more accurate with their predictions now than they were when you were a kid they are they are you think so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you must have had a good weatherman or had a bad weatherman when you were a kid Trent how about you
0: yeah I'm not I don't think so me neither I mean I think if I had a if I was wrong as many times as weathermen are in my job I would have been fired so long ago.
5: I think that's fair. But you're a fan of of new age I, meteorological I think the technology,
6: 5000 radar and all the European models. I think they do an excellent <laughs> job of predicting the weather.
0: Ah. You know what? I think here in North Carolina on the weather segment when the teleprompter guy spells now wrong and adds an s and it says snow then they close the schools. <laughs> It's like a
4: type but of... So no, the, I didn't mean that. I think oh. you're looking
6: at it all wrong. You've got to embrace our philosophy. So what you have to do is be adequately prepared with food and beverage at home. Wait a minute.
5: What that means here in North Carolina, for those of you that are listening elsewhere, is that you take your behind to the grocery store no, no, and no, buy no. all the milk and bread no, and no, toilet no, no, paper.
6: No no, and- no, no, no. No, you've got that wrong. That's the old uh, mentality. Oh. new mentality by your beverage of choice. I like a nice steak and baked potato, so I'm gonna grill me a nice steak and have a nice, so I'm gonna enjoy my time at home. I just had
5: visions of of Bricky grilling inside his garage with the barbecue rolling.
6: (laughs) Exactly. People people laugh at me, but once they see me grill from the doorway, they all adopt it.
5: (laughs) For those of you that are out of state, it literally, is not even raining. It is the 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 projections from the weatherman are that it is going the forecast calls for rain with a little bit of winter precipitation, possibly around seven thirty. And they are sending kids home from school right now. It is not raining. It is not even uh, it is not even been forecast that it's going to snow, nor is it gonna drop below freezing, but they are sending our children home from school as we speak.
6: If you're going to be home with your children, you need your beverage of choice. <laughs> that is a and a fact. nice steak. That is an you see, absolute. Fact. You see how we. I'm going to come here. around to
5: that way of thinking. I've six years in Carolina. I'm, I'm my mind is finally getting round to where it needs to be. Anything else you guys want to talk about in the next five minutes? The New Orleans Saints
0: has 45 minutes to re-sign Drew Brees, and if not. Then John Elway is making a trip to New Orleans. No way. Just just saying.
6: No way they let him Why not get out go? Of New Orleans. Why not go and try? That's an interesting you thing. You talk about one guy who's entrenched and endeared by the city. Oh. I can't think of another guy who's yeah. Maybe Dwayne Williams, but point, he's not even close. Yeah, I, I'm going to say what
0: zero percent chance
6: <laughs> having having lived it's like it's going to snow here. Very close 0. to New Orleans 0. for extended periods
5: of time when I was down to Biloxi and Gulfport.
6: You he you're literally from there too? Uh, depends
5: on who you ask. <laughs> on, and you know actually I would be from there because I'd actually uh-huh. set up to build my my retirement home there, and then Hurricane Katrina happened. Right and. Knocked down 12 acres worth of pine trees on my property, and I was like, uh, This doesn't seem like a really good idea. I'm getting out of here and moved up off the beach. But, um, what you said about Drew Brees in New Orleans, I don't think people from the rest of the country understand, understand who nope. he is in New yeah, Orleans yeah, and that, yeah. and really the entire state, because New Orleans is a regional team. When you get down to Mississippi Gulf Coast and even into South Alabama, um, Maybe not so much in eastern Texas, but that is a whole big area, and Drew Brees is king of that city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would be very interesting, but Drew Brees, the bottom line for him, and he's never made me bones about it, he wants to get paid. He's been one of those guys who is, I think, done a disservice – to the players' union because of the way he thinks that salaries ought to be structured. Because as far as he's concerned, the top you know one percent, uh, he's a capitalist when it comes to football. You mm-hmm. trickle down economics. You know, pay us our thirty million, and the rest of those guys will get a little bit of something down here. And Drew Brees has been one of those guys where look, I'm not taking a pay cut. You know, and we don't Don- want equity amongst these contracts.
0: In other news, the Miami Dolphins are letting Sue go. That's
5: a little surprising.
0: As early as Monday, and Cleveland. Has a, a spot a hole in their defense that they might look to sign Indomik and Sue.
5: Indomik Sue to be the leader of the defense and Baker Mayfield to be the leader of the <laughs> oh offense is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> but would, uh, like Sue obviously has never cared about winning anything in the NFL. And he is another guy that wants to get paid. I don't know. Has maybe maybe he has reached the point in his life where he's like, let me let me right. come on, Quality Bill Belichick. Life. How much will you pay me? Right. You know what I mean. But Sue, where do you think he winds up, Trent?
0: Hmm. Oh. I have no idea. I I don't have any idea. Okay. I can't even project. I'm...
6: Cleveland at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs>
5: And as our master plan continues. They can't get this wrong. So just to, just to recap, and I, I want to let everybody know as they as they go out there that I am going to throw $25 behind this bracket into the uh, Kiwanis bracket challenge, raising money for uh, charity. I'm going to play a legit bracket, too, but I'm going to throw this coin flip bracket in there, and we'll keep you up to speed on how that goes. Um, UVA, Michigan, Stephen F. Austin, and Charleston in the final four. Um Visit our Facebook page at Cheap Seat Radio. Go to From the Cheap Seats. Join our ESPN Bracket Challenge. And uh, again, T-shirts to everybody that beats all seven of us. The winner of the entire thing. We're going to give you five minutes to trash talk. Whomever and whatever you want to. We're excited about it. We appreciate you guys hanging out. Come play trivia with us. We do it every Wednesday at Libations in downtown Sanford. If you're close Come on by. We will have it done right about 8 o'clock so you can get home to relieve the babysitters, do whatever you need to do. Uh, Brick, you're
6: going to have to come out. You haven't
5: haven't made that trip yet.
6: I was going to come Wednesday, but I think it's going to snow.
5: That is a good point. Um, We'll be looking for you there. But, yeah, six to eight libations. Doesn't cost a thing to play. Playing for cool prizes. (coughs) We'll have a good time. Um, Classic cars was the tease category. Classic cars. You got anything you want to say to Brandon Atkins without uh, him talking over you, Trent?
0: Brandon, I appreciate the love on the Providence Thank you.
6: We should have given the quarter some time. I love it. Uh, Yeah, we should have. We'll see you next week.
5: Thanks for hanging out from the Cheap Seats. Email us at cheapseatradio at gmail.com.
7: You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Atkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Oh, 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 oh,